welcome to track number 13 of Season of Withdrawal. Father, thank you for the blessedness of this moment. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Sit down. Now, Zadkiel was the tender angel filled with honor and righteousness and was the kindred spirit and trusted comrade of all three brothers, Michael, Gabriel, and Lucifer. And he was the chosen intimate servant of Lucifer, the shining one. Now, Ephania, Lucifer's courtier. Courtier is um, what's a courtier? Someone who attends a royal court. Spoke to Zadkiel and said, he has become more violent, your excellency. He rang for me at three bells in the early morning hours and he has been apt to do so these past moons. I found him sobbing his arms around his panther's neck. He had a panther as a pet and his arms around his panther's neck and he had strangled the panther. Death, Zadkiel uttered disbelievingly. He stared at Ephania as in the days. My master showed me the wounds. They were the wounds of two bare hands around the beast's warm neck. He said it cannot be. He shook his hand violently. You are mistaken. Death cannot exist here. Then a faint clanging of a bell. I hope you are listening to this because I'm sharing with you what I was sharing earlier about the need to resist disobedience. Amen. Then a faint clanging of a bell was heard suddenly in the corridors of the palace. It is his bell, Ephania said wearily. He rings it incessantly, but his door is bad. Zadkiel grasped Ephania by the shoulders. Who knows this? No one knows it except yourself and Chasok. Zadkiel ran his fingers through his dark locks. The chief princes, they all don't know. So Zadkiel frowned and wrapped his cloak 
tighter around himself and walked through the winding doors. At last, he stopped outside Lucifer's chamber entrance, where two more members of the Luciferian guard stood watch over the massive golden doors. The bell clanged incessantly. It seemed to have its source deep within Lucifer's private quarters. Zadkiel looked at the trembling guard. He rings, my lord. He will not stop ringing. So Zadkiel put his head to the doors. Beneath the ringing of the bell, he was almost certain that he heard the faint sound of a strange sobbing. Wretched sobbing. He put his mouth to the door and said, Lucifer, it is I, Zadkiel. Let me in. There was a long silence. Leave me, a hoarse voice cried out. Then Zadkiel paled. He inhaled deeply and turned to the confused guards. Your master is indisposed, he told the guards. I, Zadkiel, chief attendant to Lucifer, son of the morning, dismiss you from your posts. You may go to your quarters until you are summoned. The the guards bowed deeply and marched as one down the corridors, away from the golden doors. Zadkiel removed his gloves and bent down to the keyhole. His eyes filled with consternation. Lucifer, it is Zadkiel, your old and trusted friend. The clanging stopped. Open the doors, Lucifer. After a seemingly interminable silence, there came a loud scraping, and slowly the massive doors opened. Zadkiel entered and slammed the doors closed. He surveyed the room in horror. Lucifer's clothes were strewn about the chamber. He lay with his arms still clinging the strangled panther. Its pink tongue hung out. Lucifer looked up from the chamber floor. His normally immaculate raven locks were matted and unkempt, shrouded and shrouded the purple, perfect marble-like features. Zadkiel! Relief spread over Lucifer's face. He grasped for Zadkiel's hand feverishly. Zadkiel stared down at Lucifer, horrified. He was unwashed and clothed only in his white shift robe, but he still wore his jewel-covered crown. Lucifer gave Zadkiel one of his magnificent, dazzling smiles and then followed his gaze to the dead panther. That's why you don't have to be moved by these smiles. Suddenly, he shoved Zadkiel against the door with an iron grip, his eyes suddenly lucid, his breathing shallow. And he said, you must swear. Swear. Swear your allegiance to me. Hey. He drew his face nearer and a new and unsettling wildness in his eyes. Swear your allegiance to me, not to Michael, not to Gabriel. 
A new strange evil, a strange evil smile glimmered on his face and also not to Jehovah. His whisper was almost a hiss. Zadkiel stared at Lucifer, horror stricken. Lucifer grabbed Zadkiel by the throat. Swear it! Swear your allegiance to Lucifer, the shining one, the chief prince of heaven. Swear your eternal allegiance to me above all others. Zadkiel's shock turned to dread. Lucifer watched his expression change. His grasp tightened around Zadkiel's neck. You are a man true to your word. You have always served me. Serve me again, Zadkiel. Swear your allegiance to me. Zadkiel remained silent. He stared at Lucifer as he struggled to breathe. A dreadful conflict in his gentle gray eyes, tortured. Finally, he spoke. His words were barely audible. I swear my allegiance to Lucifer, the anointed cherub who covers the shining one. Then Lucifer said, above all others, Zadkiel nodded, then averted his gaze. Then Lucifer dropped Zadkiel to the floor and he fell to his knees, sobbing wretchedly. His hand hand clung to the trembling Zadkiel as if he were a child. His royal ring clattered to the ground and he scrabbled after it like a wild animal at Zadkiel's feet. I am not worthy of the seal of Jehovah. Lucifer's screams rose to a high pitch. Lucifer! Tears streamed down Zadkiel's face. Lucifer, get hold of yourself. Slowly, Lucifer rose to his knees, clutching Zadkiel's legs, sobbing wretchedly. Then he rose to his full height. His face was half an inch from Zadkiel's face. And he said, go to Jetha. Jetha was one of the 24 elders. And he shook uncontrollably. As he placed the heavy golden ring on the chain around Zadkiel's neck. Give him my ring as my token and tell him a terrible evil has overtakes me. Mercy. Well, you can see that Lucifer wants you to f- Swear allegiance to him. God forbid. So you see, the war is about who you will obey. That's what the whole war is about. The war is that whose side are you on? And who will you obey ultimately and profoundly and completely and totally? That's That's the whole struggle. And that's why you see God... Throughout the Bible, if you will obey me, if you will choose me, if you will obey me, it's the whole Bible. Yes. Because the war is about who will you obey. So for years I've been preaching all out. Pharaoh would hardly let us go. Because 
That's the war. Will you obey Pharaoh or will you obey God? And God says, let my people go that they may serve me in the wilderness. Who will you obey? So all through the generations, God looks for somebody he can find who will swear his allegiance to Jehovah. And Lucifer is always looking for people who will say, will follow you. So the whole battle is about who are you going to obey? And when Satan came to the garden, it was the same thing. God, God knows this. Don't, don't, don't. That's not what it means. That's not what it means. It, it means this. Yeah. So when you read this, and this Zadkiel, he was a major angel who was servant to both all of them, Michael, Lucifer, and Gabriel. But Lucifer got him alone in an emotional condition and managed to get him that swear. So later on, when you go on, you see that a, a situation came and Zadkiel told him that I've sworn, I can't change it. It's, a, it's very sad as you see the whole thing going. It's about who you will obey. And that's why in the first love church, you see that we even use the word prophet more. It's not really because that's the main ministry. Whether bishop, pastor, friend, brother, whatever, doesn't really matter. But what it is is for you to believe that you should believe more and obey more and that your allegiance should be to the word of God more than to anything else. Yes. And when you see why was Lucifer wants you to follow him, don't listen to that. Huh? Did you feel it? Did you feel sorry for the guy? How many felt sorry for as, as something. Yes. When a man studies physics in school and becomes a physics teacher, and God says to him, My servant, follow, serve me. Don't be a physics teacher. I'll show you great and wonderful things. And somebody says, Oh, be a physics teacher. These are whatever. Don't mind these people. This man who is saying this, he has this, he's doing this, he's doing that, and doing that. You see, it's who will you obey? Which one will you follow? And that's why when the children of Joshua, Joshua's generation came, they said, look, if anyone tries that trick again, (laughs) we've seen the effect of this type of thing over the years. Always some type of, try to water down what is being said. Yes. You know, there was a time that even within our own church, my books were not seen as so important. Yes. It was people from other, other ministries at a certain point that even showed us that the books were powerful. And it was when I introduced Vision 527 and I said, it will be read, it will be used in the church. That is what even made the many of the pastors, and start to, to read their books or to use them. And even that, 
some of them had the audacity to say, are you saying that we cannot let the Holy Spirit speak to us? To tell us what we should preach. It's like whatever word you are saying is always challenged to be watered down so that it's not followed. But that is the mistake. And that's the mistake of the fathers. And the reason why the leader started with an organization with zero money and three members, five members, and has grown to be a multinational organization in almost a hundred countries and a multi-million dollar organization. And you can hardly find many, any of the original followers who has also grown to be a multi-million dollar millionaire or anything of the sort. Noah has risen with him. He went alone. Because I called him alone. Huh? Obedience. Wouldn't want to obey. Wouldn't want to believe. It's Lucifer who will always. God doesn't mean. This is not what it means. Pharaoh would not have. Pharaoh will hardly let. What does it mean? Let my people, when the Bible says in 1 Corinthians that these things were written for our instruction. Let my people go that they may serve me. I want my people to serve me. I don't want them to serve other things. They don't want to serve him. When his work lies there, almost abandoned. If you like, travel and see nations. Travel and see nations. You see the countries are just lying there. Hey. Not done, work done, no 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 work done. Hey, you cry there. That is it. So you must swear your allegiance to God and to his word. What he says, Charlie, it doesn't have to make sense. I will do it. Yes, I'll do it. I'll be there. If you say to the ends of the earth, I'll be there. If you say I should obey my pastor, and this man is called pastor and he's my pastor, I'll be there. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll, I'll believe. I'll obey. If he said I should if he says he's preaching, that his his preaching is not is so frivolous that his preaching says you should say yes. And sorry, I'll do it. Because he said I should do it. And I'll do it. And I'll flow. When you see, you know, the first time I read this book, and now when I read it, this, this part is one of the most difficult part for me. Because he got the guy. And then that other guy, the 24 elders, one of them. You see, later on, Jesus came and removed his eyes. Yes, he removed his eyes for what he had done as one of the 24 elders to go with this thing. Yeah, this is the beginning of the book. We are now going to when he, he leaves and then what happens to them before he's born, then Christ is going to come and a lot of things. It's not a small thing. Yes, 
And since then, it's because of his punishment, he's trying to get you to also do some so that you can also be called out for punishment. That's the whole thing. Yeah. It's all about to the extent to which you will be committed. Yeah. But this Joshua, Charlie, they said, Charlie, and I'll say it again. The first part of Joshua, everybody knows it. Ah, everywhere the soul of your foot. My, Moses, my servant, is dead. Arise, go to the land. Everywhere with you, my, your soul, with, I, I, I've given it to you. Be strong, be strong, be courageous. Be strong, be strong, be courageous. This book of the Lord shall not depart out of that. Everybody knows that, but people don't know that. The last verse of that chapter is the people's response that we have heard. Would they do whatever? You see, all the others were dead. It was when the last one died that God started to move with them. Yeah, the last one of that group of we obey partially and we obey things and we say we are obeying but we are not obeying. When the last one died, then allegiance. Stand to your feet. We are still praying. Are you enjoying the prayer? Are you sensing that God wants to own you? And to possess you? And to control you? That's why if you even marry and a Jezebel, Jezebel can be a very gentle person. Is controlling your life. God is against the Jezebel. And he says he will even give you a reward for leaving the person. Yeah. You will even get a reward for leaving such a, such a wife. Not that you'll be punished or it will be neutral. You'll be rewarded on two levels. Good work done. Good move. Right move. You're an overcomer. No one can control you and bring you down. Allegiance. And since we fell, he has been targeting our organs. Yes. And just been pressing them, pressing them, pressing them. Yes. Because the serpent was punished to eat dust. And if you die, your penis, your breast, everything will become dust. So Satan already sees it as clay. So he sees that these are sensitive parts of the clay. So just be biting them. So that's. Listen, I just, I just read, I just read 97% of all Ghanaian youth use pornography. They, 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 they've done a, a research in the University of Science and Technology. 97% of all Ghanaian youth use pornography either daily, weekly, monthly, whatever. 
97% of all. And the greatest influence on all the youth is pornography in Ghana. 